0: Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel.
1: Hello! Hello! I cannot wait to see you!
0: I know! It's coming really, really soon. I can't wait too. We're probably going to record live when you're here, which is going to be super fun. (laughs) In person, I mean,
1: <laughs> we've done it only a handful of times, but it's hard because, like, I can't look at you because I feel like I'm just gonna laugh all the time.
0: Well, whatever, I think it's still gonna be really fun because I kind of want to try it with wine. Let's see if that helps.
1: Ooh, that helps everything.
0: <laughs> okay, so, um, this week you're probably gonna notice that we're gonna post two mini podcasts covering the whole week. It's just because like of our schedule for recording this week. So this one is going to cover Monday to Thursday, which is actually just three episodes I came to find out. And then we're going to have like a separate episode um, for Friday. So you ready to get started? Oh, yeah. So the big event this week is the auction.
1: Where do you want to start with that? Oh, my gosh, there's so much that happened. Um, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay. <laughs> okay,
0: I, actually, I have something. Because I think this happened before they, uh, they started bidding. And I'm wondering... How do you miss this? So when everyone at the auction starts to, like, get together, at the beginning, everybody's mingling. Did you notice that Ava, like, offers to take Nina to go to the bar to get a drink? And they're, like, exchanging very obvious niceties. And I'm like, how does no one notice that? That they're being super nice to each other. Like, they're mortal enemies.
1: Right? Well, Curtis did kind of swoop in and looked really kind of weirded out by the fact that they were just hanging out at the bar together. So I think he kind of noticed and was perceptive. But in my head, watching that scene, I'm like, well, if they're doing that and nobody's noticing, Nicholas might as well stroll through the entire gallery because really he doesn't give a hoot about what's happening. And then hide behind the picture. (laughs) For real, though.
0: But like Curtis... Curtis was, like, very observant, just, you know, just saying, like, in this, in this episode and at the auction. But another mm-hmm. thing about Curtis that, like, I don't know if it was over my head or if you understood the significance of this, but when he, like, confronted Nina, exactly what was he saying that was evidence or new?
1: Okay, he said, like, nothing. <laughs>
0: okay, so that wasn't just me because he's like, Nina, like, Valentine lied about Sasha. Obrecht may have helped him. I have zero proof of this. I'm restating information that I may have already told you before and others have stated to you. What are you going to do about it? And it's like it meant more now to her, apparently, but I just thought that was, like, ridiculous when I saw that scene because I wasn't understanding what the smoking gun was.
1: Well, that's the thing. So two things came to mind for me. It's either, like, they're reminding the audience as to where she's at because later in the week we see her scene with Obrecht back at the house also like we said sometimes it feels like she wavers with valentine if she's like gonna get back at him or not so i think when curtis said that it's like it re-reminded her that she's like oh my god yeah he did screw me over
0: you know what now that you're saying this i think her reaction shows us where she is in her processing because last week you said that whenever she talks to Jax, because it's only when she talks to Jax that she talks about her loving feelings to valentine and her hesitation is very obvious and it makes me concerned so Mm -hmm. maybe her reaction is sort of the result of all her processing like she's finally at a place to hear something that everybody has been saying all along because it's the same thing right there's still no proof it's just she's more inclined to believe it now than before
1: Ooh, i like that i think that is like dead on okay so that's
0: probably that and another funny conversation before all the bidding started and i was like what is happening right now so Laura wants to talk to Valentine to share her concerns, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And when Valentine said this, I was like, what's happening right now? Because she talks about that Charlotte may have an imaginary friend because let's not forget she is a child. And his yes. response, like, that doesn't sound like Charlotte at all. And I'm like, right, because Charlotte's 40. Like, I-, I don't understand him. It's like he sees her like an adult almost.
1: Yes. And that becomes clear and clear as the week unfolds that Yes, he wants to take her away from Lulu, but he definitely forgets that she's a kid and that she does need to be protected, and kids do silly things, and no matter how hard your parents watch you, you're going to find a way.
0: This one comment he said to Lulu kind of struck me. Like, Lulu can obviously be very self-involved at times, but I don't know how true this is. When he told her, you, it's all about ego, and you just see Charlotte as an extension of yourself.
1: I don't know how true that is exactly. If anything, I feel like that's more what Valentine does. Uh, yes, the minute the words came out of his mouth, I'm like, he's talking about himself. This is so bizarre. Like, why is he just like self-reflecting out loud to Lulu? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea.
0: Because at that moment, I was like, Lulu is a lot of things. <laughs> She's a lot of things. But like, she, I don't see her doing that. Like, I don't see her putting any of herself onto Charlotte. She's always tried to kind of Like, because it's a unique situation, and I find she's always had to deal with it in a very particular way. Like, her daughter has a horse, her daughter lives in a castle, she shares her with Valentine, And she's always been willing to acknowledge the faults in in Charlotte, you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't pretend that she's perfect, or that she's some extension of herself, I don't think, anyways.
1: No, I really don't think so, and I like what she said in the end. I'm really glad that Charlotte didn't hear that, though. (laughs) But uh, what she said, you know, like, you spoil her, you just, like, basically, he enables her... And treats her a very specific way so that she's going to grow up thinking life is easy and she's entitled. And that is not what Lou is trying to give her, a grounded life.
0: Exactly. It makes me really confused because now that they're bringing up Claudette again, I'm like, mm-hmm. what is Charlotte's life? Because from the, this, my understanding is she knew who her father was, but her main caregiver was Claudette. Claudette was her mother for like years on end. And at times Charlotte would live with um, Claudette's mother. Mm -hmm. So it's weird because, and in Canada as well. So it's just kind of odd. Like, Charlotte is all fancy and 40, but before Port Charles, she wasn't living in a castle. She was almost kind of living a life on the run. So I'm really confused as to, like, Charlotte's past, which I'm sure everybody else is.
1: And which I'm sure Claudette will explain in full detail uh, for us when they find her.
0: (laughs) Sooner or later, she'll give us, like, a full breakdown and summary. Um, Who wouldn't, if Jax is the one questioning you? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, like, to kick off this whole auction, like, man is Trina significantly important. Because we talked last week about how, like, some of the teenagers have bigger roles and have this capacity to really mix it up into the adult storylines. Or maybe it was last week or, or before. But, like, I just noticed that this week in particular, both Trina and Cam had center stage and very big storylines and Trina is getting intermingled with more and more adults of Port Charles than ever before.
1: Exactly. And I was thinking about that exactly because of our conversation. It started off kind of small. We kind of discussed what we would like to see. Mm-hmm. And here we are where she is fully ingrained. And not only did she did she push the waitress into Valentine. You can finish
0: oh. that sentence. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was a question did she push oh yeah oh, yes yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did she did because she wanted to help laura because like she's seen laura multiple times yes it's cam's grandmother but i think it's fair to say that trina has gotten to know laura the mayor kind of on her own never really with cam present with her
1: which I find so interesting because we were talking about the fact that potentially there's like a Trina cam uh, you know maybe summer romance or something like that coming up. So she is very entrenched in his life but exactly that without necessarily trying to impress anybody for him. Exactly,
0: exactly like it, it's um, they're her unique relationships basically like she's really carving her own space um, in Port Charles. So she starts off talking about Laura and that's it she w- she just wanted, Laura to have what she wanted and she sees Valentine as sort of the enemy mind you like she doesn't know that it's Nicholas but him too is yes. positioned as the enemy to Trina and so yeah she, she I mean Valentine. Sunny warned Michael about taking on Valentine, and here is Trina screwing him over <laughs> out of a codicil <laughs> no hesitation she just sees the moment and, and like took it.
1: It was beautiful and then her like you know her little giggle Behind her clipboard. I loved that scene.
0: It was so funny. And I don't think anyone even noticed what she did.
1: Nobody, not even, oh. Ava. no, it was lovely.
0: So, okay, does okay? So, so does Nina live in a force field where Valentine can't see how <laughs> she stopped Jax from being?
1: Apparently.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I mean, oh, I thought. I felt bad when Laura went to pick up the paddle because clearly Mm -hmm. they had a plan, not that I knew that the the painting would go up in flames. I was happy to see Ava try to subtly stop Laura showing some level of loyalty, but I am kind of tired of of let's say Ava testing their relationship because it's confusing they're not our enemies you know what I mean like it's not as obvious as like Nina and Ava because with her and Laura I am confused you position them as friends they've been there for each other but then every now and then to me out of nowhere there's like tension and that confuses I think, me
1: I think it's just a reflection of Ava still learning how to be friends with a woman who is of a okay. equal status to her okay But what really confused me about this whole entire thing, even though there's so much more to talk about, was when it did go up in flames, how is that supposed to devastate Valentine? Like, how is this supposed to be equal devastation for everybody? Nicholas, yes, I understand why he's upset. But how did this affect Valentine? How did Nina convince Ava, or how did they come up with this plan that it was so, oh my God, like, I guess they have the codicil and they're going to use it when it's an opportune time. But... This whole auction thing, I don't get I it. I think
0: I know. I think I know. Okay, go.
1: It was like two birds, one stone
0: because I think it was pretty clear from the latest episode what Ava wanted, <laughs> which was heart to heart with Nicholas <laughs> to find out how much she still mattered to him. Um, mm-hmm. But what I think she did for Nina was provide Valentine with a false sense of security because she <sighs> has her upcoming plan, mm-hmm. and if his guard is down because she knows multiple people are after him, it actually gives everybody the opportunity. To maybe get him, because even Jacks have made a point of saying that I think to Carly that something is about to happen. His guard will be down, so that might give Nicholas his opportunity to really like go for for Valentine.
1: Okay, that makes so much more sense now. It's like I I know I'm tired, but I'm missing no, something. No, it's it's, it's <laughs> subtle.
0: It's definitely subtle, but it, it I think it really um, gets Valentine off their trail. And at the same time, Ava got exactly what she wanted, which was to lure out Nicholas, which I have to say this. So when, first of all, I love the dynamic between Jax and, and Nicholas. I find it really funny. I find it funny mm-hmm. watching Jax's frustration because I find it comes out as comedy. And also I don't think I've ever really seen him that mad before, before like in the past. So I, I, I find it really enjoyable. But I have to say when Jax walked into the back room and, <laughs> yeah. and Nicholas was like posed in a way and he said something like, well, where else would I be? He looked a lot like Spencer. He reminded me a lot of Spencer in that comment what? and in his pose and in his, like, physicalness. Like, I know that for a lot of people, like, he looks different, and he does. He, he's a completely different person yes. than the last Nicholas. His acting is phenomenal. For me, when I close my eyes or if you're just focusing on his voice, like, he has the Nicholas. Like, it's there.
1: And at I the agree. Same,
0: yeah, and at the same time, I just think, you don't want somebody to play like a caricature of the last person you want them to come in and make it his own but still have the essence of nicholas and i think he does like a really good job of that
1: oh 100 he's very authentic he's honoring the character but exactly that putting his own piece into it but like another thing that i saw i noticed when jacks went in there i love what jack said like i can't believe you're actually here i was hoping that you were joking when you sent me that text but really nicholas was acting like a petulant child like he was just yes, being yeah. so i'm like is this spencer in a costume <laughs> <laughs>
0: honestly i i really agree like the way he's behaving and i keep trying to imagine the old nicholas doing that and it's just like you know what maybe like maybe pushed into this unique scenario just maybe he'll feel annoyed because like i mean he's never really had to challenge anybody for his fortune before That's and when true. he was leave like towards the end of his stint there was, um, let's say, he was losing money. Like even though he was still very, very rich, that was the point. Uh, there was money was bleeding from the estate, and he was doing things to sort of reinforce uh, his fortune and their future. So it's very, very possible that if the original character had stayed, he would have gotten to this desperate,
1: childish point. That's true. And one, one of my favorite scenes was his scene with, um, with Ava, because. Ava just, her magic is back. And I think her outfit, her makeup was very oh sparkly. God, wait, and if all the I the lipstick, thinking,
0: It was so great. Right?
1: So I was, was like, look at me, shine. Like, look at me, I'm back. I'm sparkly. I have my everything back. She was confident. She was empowered. She knew what she's going to do. And I felt her whole look and demeanor complemented each other.
0: I love how you're able to interpret wardrobe. <laughs> it's a talent i didn't even know i had <laughs> but it's but
1: it's really but you're you're dead on though like in terms of what her
0: outfit and whole look represented as you were also about like peter and the change in his like hairstyle i find was very dead on with like what was going on in the story too but i the thing about the interaction with like ava and nicholas it was just like watching the beginning of their dance like a sick dance but a fun
1: one. Yes. Oh my god yes absolutely and I feel like it really
0: sets the tone of the kind of, like, foreplay and the like, pre-relationship uh, interactions I think we can expect. Because I think it's obvious that there will be something there. There's a lot of anger. But at the core of it all, didn't you just, didn't you, you asked him, did you think of me at all? I so know. at the core <laughs> of it, I was like, really? I'm like, thank for you. And I think at the core of it all, like, that is there like I'm mad we both have reasons to be mad but there's definitely like some some fuzzy feelings (laughs) underneath all of that (laughs) okay so I just feel like you can't support Spencer without supporting Nicholas so while you're playing mad at Nicholas for what he did and and I get it he did awful things when he pretended to be a ghost but at the end of the day you're pretty much telling him I have the codicil and I'm gonna help Spencer which is helping Nicholas so you're not showing him anything at all like
1: No, I think it just continues to lend to the dance, and she made it a point to say, "I kissed a prince." So, hmm, is like, is she thinking? Is she thinking? You know, here's her chance at quote unquote her version of normal, because we both know she can't be just like a regular guy, like a Neil or a guy off the street. Like that's just not her thing. Nicholas is the perfect match of good and dark who accepts her for who she is, who she can accept him for who he is, knowing all of his twisted past and that he's faked his death twice. She knows Spencer. She cares for Spencer. She made a mistake, but she has an opportunity to rectify a relationship with a child that's alive. It fits into all of the checkboxes <gasps> of what she needs to do to wow. like this person.
0: That is so true. The part about Spencer and even him and, and like everything that you're saying about her and Nicholas was like. A lot of the reasons you know what no because the reasons you're saving are are better (laughs) but there was definitely something special about them and I hated the missed opportunity a few years ago when he died and they didn't get a chance to further explore their relationship because I thought it was such an interesting pair they've both been on the show for a really long time you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have really ever thought so I loved how how like out of the box it felt putting them together but how amazing it also was so I, I love 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 your thoughts on all of that um Another thing, too, and I mean, look, obviously, I think Ava is great with with Nicholas. I think obviously that's the direction they're going. But I was like a little bit intrigued when Curtis confronted Ava. Because when they were in a scene together, Mm -hmm. I don't know, for me personally, there was something a little interesting there. In what way? I mean, I don't know if in a friend way, because he, he makes like a really good friend with all the ladies in Port Charles. True. But then there was a party of was going, you know, I don't know like that. <laughs> like if things went south with Jordan, I just thought it was such a crazy pair. There was just something, I don't know what it was about seeing them together, but I just felt something that I liked their scene together. And it, I, you know what it did? Maybe it made me wonder more about Curtis. I get that like he he's like happy to be married and he really loves mm-hmm. Jordan, but he seems very concerned about like being married, how to be married and being so like careful. Right? So, I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder about the longevity of his, like, situation with Jordan. Yeah. And I think maybe that's, I think that's maybe what the scene with him and Ava, like, brought out. But, like, another thing, and I brought this up last week. So, when Jax came to town, he obviously had a thing against Valentine. But then we kind of suspected that he was working for Nicholas. So, that sort of explained this, like, target he had at Valentine. But then notice the, the conversation he had with him where Nicholas points out, that Valentine was their it's their mutual enemy but like I wrote mural enemy <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's more than just a piece of art but yeah um yeah so that he was their mutual enemy which explains why Jax is going out of his way to get at Valentine regardless of of Nicholas so now I'm wondering why is Valentine your enemy
1: I know I'm really curious to you like I know he has a lot of enemies and he's done a lot of shady stuff But I am really curious to see how this all fits together, especially with Jax, with Claudette, um, how it's going to play out with Nicholas and the whole, like, where everybody's going to live and where the money's going to go. Like, it's starting to ramp up.
0: It is. And I'm really curious. That's the thing with Claudette. She kind of gets brought in. A lot of weird stuff happened around her. They've been throwing her name around for a really long time. But that story Mm. of, like, what happened to her never really closed. So I am kind of happy it's being picked back up. But, yeah, I, I'm very curious to know if everything with Jax is business or personal, basically.
1: I know. And what's so, going to happen with Nina? It's, it's all very, very intriguing.
0: Exactly. And so another thing about Curtis at the auction, like, he was staring a lot at the interaction between Ava and Trina. Mm-hmm. Um, we come to see that, obviously, he's just curious about what the money was. Yes. So what did you think about, like, his interaction with Trina? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think about his interests? I don't know.
1: It was very, there was a lot of different things because at first it was very awkward. It's like Curtis talks to TJ. He speaks to people that are younger, but when he was talking to Trina, it was like he was 80 or embodied like a dad form or just, he was entirely a different being interacting with Trina, which really? made me pay more closer attention to their interaction.
0: Okay. So like, I am literally the only person who like did not pick up on that. Okay. So everybody else <laughs> did. Okay. Everyone else did. So Cinnamon Deb said, does anyone else think that Trina is going to turn out to be Curtis's daughter?
1: I, th- I didn't like my mind didn't go there. It was just like, is he being weird or whatever? But like he was being protective in a weird, not protective. That's the wrong word. You know, like when he was talking, made that comment about the phone, like your generation. And then he was trying to like trick her. It's like, you're not talking to a five year old. You're talking to a teenager. Um, She was very assertive. She spoke in a very respectful but clear way. Like, it was a very parent-childlike dynamic. I'm not saying I necessarily think that may be the case, but it was just eye-catching. Okay, well, okay. So, that's the thing.
0: I just felt like she met his match. Like, it was more of an equal exchange. That's what I picked up on. So, a lot of people were questioning her paternity in those scenes, whereas I was just... So focused on Trina I was like this girl took on Valentine she took on Nicholas she's now taking on Curtis and what stood out for me more was her loyalty is what struck me her loyalty to Ava is what got me but then like at the end of that scene it was funny because like when she walks away Curtis kind of like smirks at her and it's hard for me to know is it that like you recognize some DNA or something or you were like (laughs) proud of the actress or proud of her, the character. There was just something about like his smirk when she walked off was really cute. But it's just that like, I don't know, I think Jade struck gold when it comes to Trina. Like she yeah. really, really holds her own. And beardette 39 said, we need more Trina. She is smart, spunky, and just all around entertaining. And so for me, I was like, I just feel like, she, like if, if anyone would take over or start up the Jerome mob family, Like, and you needed new blood. I feel like she'd be perfect. Look at how she handled herself. Like, that's what I'm more focused on. And uh, Philip1983 said she's related to someone in that family. She's going to be a badass. It seems like she's got this good girl, bad girl, evil streak. And yet she's so committed to her friends. I want her to get a more powerful role. She's beautiful and so talented. And then this, I love this. Solutions by Chandra. LLC said this. This is what she suggested. She's like, what if Stella got pregnant by Victor Jerome and gave up her child to protect it from the mob?
1: Whoa. <laughs> that is like way out there, but I dig it. Yeah, so
0: she was saying, like, so basically in her comment, she's suggesting it's even Julian would have a niece to carry on the family legacy. And I love that suggestion <laughs> so much because I just kind of I, I see. Like, they're creating this, this like, bond, and she seems to be so aligned with Ava. And so I was so much more focused on her loyalty and friendship with Ava than I was about her paternity. But aside from everyone thinking that possibly she could be Curtis's daughter, I love this suggestion. This one is old school. So Brenda underscore 5853 says, Detective Taggart's daughter.
1: Detective Taggart. So
0: he was a detective. I'm going to fill you in on this one. <laughs> it's did like you... you
1: see my pondering bubble over my head.
0: I do. I do. <laughs> and so he was on a long time ago. And he was basically like an enemy to Sunny. And if, if I'm if I rem- remembering correctly. So remember Sunny's stepdad was abusive? Yes. Okay. And he had killed him, I think. Yes. Sonny did or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think he was a mentor to Taggart. And Taggart saw that guy as a good guy. Uh, either way
1: back to me yes yeah so
0: either way he was like an enemy of sunny so imagine trina being related to that guy although for that to happen how could that be without it involving sunny in some way because that's the connection you know and i haven't seen her have many scenes with sunny (gasps) oh oh my gosh a long time ago right before Cameron got kidnapped when they went to go try to like get him to like go to the movies with them remember they were like chilling at the park or something maybe it wasn't that scene but anyways all the kids were chilling at the park they were talking about Sunny and how he's such a great guy Dev was doing that Cam was doing that but then Trina like was kind of expressing her hesitancy around Sunny.
1: oh yes and, okay and Joss, okay
0: and Joss was all like oh like, so you don't like Sonny and then they were like he's a really great guy but she seemed to have that more adult realistic perspective that he's dangerous kind
1: of a thing and she wasn't sort of hiding that Ooh, all of these give me goosebumps quite frankly and like any one of those situations I would be completely down with but I love the Ava Trina connection so if that can progress like yes Oh, my gosh. You know what I thought of?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's because I was listening to Maura West on That's Awesome podcast, and she was talking a little bit about – anyways, it was super entertaining. You should go check it out. But she was talking a little bit about her backstory and how, like, oh, you know, she comes to find out, you know, that she's a Jerome, and she just kind of, like, pursues them. Well, what if that's what Trina's doing? Whoa. Like, what Ava did. Because Ava mentioned she was a teen – because she said she was a teenager when she found out. (gasps) Oh, and that also might explain, let's say, like, her, like, thing against Sunny, maybe? It's not fully. It was super subtle, and it was a long time ago, her little comment about Sunny. Hmm.
1: Huh. (laughs) 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 We will keep some side (laughs) notes on that to see how this plays out.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, I'm sorry. I I can't even hold it in. I can't. I gotta talk about Lulu. I do. Okay, so... (laughs) At the beginning of this week, she's at the Metro Court for ice cream with her kids. I'm going to mm-hmm. skip that. But really, <laughs> um, so her and Dustin have this talk. And so at first she's like, oh, I'm not ready. Then it's like, I'm fully ready. Whatever. She went super back and forth with him about the status of the relationship. But what caught me was when like, she was finally like, would you like to spend the night? And then she practically jumps him at the Metro Court, and I'm like, I don't think he means now, like, she's like, do you want to have a sleepover? I'm like, is Luma starting with sleepover? I mean, you're in a hotel, not in a room, your kids are still there. She was, like, on him at the restaurant. I was like, wow. I thought that was, like, super funny.
1: Like, we all know, like, some of the characters are married in real life and stuff, and, like, their colleagues are pretty hot, and she's like, oh my god, I get to, like, make out with this guy, so I'm just gonna, like, throw myself into it.
0: (laughs) You, you know what, when I was listening to Maura West on oh, That's Awesome podcast, they talked to her about the fact that she had some interesting lovers on, like, on, on the hospital, <laughs> and she kind of yeah. made a comment, like, not enough, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, okay, so all of a sudden, Rocco got to join a family event. I know he doesn't, he doesn't get out much, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't get out much, so yeah. So, one, I was like, because remember when I was talking, that must be weird having like a sister with like a castle, and here he is. Because the thing is, Lucky and Nicholas never grew up together, but it's funny being two little kids, and she's like, I have a bodyguard, he's like, okay, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> so, so, that was like super funny to see, you know, like Princess and Rocco. And and so I just, I hated that moment so bad at the pier because I'm like, this is going to come back to bite Lulu so much, so much. It looks so bad that both of these mm-hmm. things happened when she had Charlotte. And I find it frustrating that, that Valentine wants to use it all against her. Like, I don't know, logically, how do you go to court and be like, she got kidnapped, you know, like it's, she wasn't kidnapped by anybody. She was kidnapped by like an international, like, criminal who's his personal enemy. Exactly. You know, although I have to say, I know it's not Charlotte's fault, but she sort of did walk off with her instead of screaming. I
1: agree. Or like make <laughs> a noise or kick something or like make a scene.
0: Because she's, we see that she's savvy. That's what's confusing. Because True. look, look what she did when the scuffle happened, and she ran back to like basically see their see Jason beat up these guys.
1: Well, you know the thing is, maybe it is that battle, like we're talking about. Valentine sees her as an adult, and Lulu sees her as a normal, regular kid, and maybe that is her own internal battle as well.
0: It, it's kind of like um, if it it's a little with Kevin's interpretation of her, like he's so not wrong, but Nicholas is alive.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like the interpretation about like her motives and all that. I'm like, yeah, no, I totally see it. But it totally falls apart with Nicholas actually being alive.
1: Exactly. And I
0: thought, I mean, look, it's, it's a hard leap to make when they haven't really been in contact with anybody to like suspect that he's alive. But when he said like she obviously recognized him, I was like, oh, is he hinting that like he knows that possibly she's right. Nicholas is alive. But that's not at all what happened.
1: No, and I was really hoping that Laura would tell Curtis.
0: Yeah, I don't see why she wouldn't. Uh, Yeah, it's true. I really don't see why she would. Like, even that little combo trio, they're all not sharing information. Jax is not fully sharing information about Nina. She's Mm -hmm. not fully sharing information. Actually, Curtis is the only one left in the the dark, really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The the, the PI. The PI is the one left in the dark. Well, funny. (laughs) Okay, there was something there. Okay, so at the hospital, mm-hmm. I realized this later. Like it didn't really like hit me. I'm just like annoyed with Valentine. And so when Lulu was trying to console Rocco, yes. she was like, you know, it's not your fault, you know, Charlotte. She dumped in, kind of. And then Valentine goes, Oh, so you're blaming Charlotte? And he was so hostile to Lulu. And I only thought about it later. Like, you did this in front of Rocco. Like, I just started to think about what Rocco's perception of Valentine is. Because that's his mom. He has a sister. He doesn't seem to have much interaction with Valentine. There's clearly no mm-hmm. relationship made between Valentine and Rocco, even though you know he's all about. I guess at one point anyway, you know, like like Charlotte's family is doing the best for her. Wouldn't getting to know her brother be one of those things? So I wonder how if that was scary for Rocco to see somebody be kind of like mean or hostile to his mom because he feels guilty and he's watching his mom get in trouble.
1: I think it must have been. Valentine has a presence. I mean, if anybody's mean to your mom, it's Kind of disturbing, Uh, but at the same time, it's Valentine, and I'm sure he knows bits and pieces as to who this person is. And you're right; like it would be appropriate if Valentine was normal to create some sort of relationship with Rocco, so that Rocco can come over to the castle, (laughs) right?
0: Because, like, I mean, Charlotte developed a relationship. Like, I mean, I get it, but with Dante and all that. But at the same time, like he, he. he didn't, you know, it, it, it goes to the point that he sees Charlotte like an adult, but the thing is, not all kids are adults, and Charlotte's not an adult either. But the fact is, he didn't change his behavior. Like, he didn't modify his reaction because Rocco was present. He sometimes holds it together for Charlotte, but I find he's such a jerk that he didn't care about Rocco at all.
1: Well, I was just thinking what you're saying. It also reminds me of the way he speaks of Spencer, because Spencer is still a child. True, like, yeah, he might true. be a teenager, but he speaks about him, and he has such... A vengeful way of speaking, and yeah, he is—he is a child. Like he treats all children like adults. It's—it's it's very, very weird. Like he doesn't change his attitude and demeanor for anybody.
0: Huh? It is weird, but I am appreciating that it's consistent, and that it's, a, it's that it's actually like a, a characteristic of Valentine that we could put on him. Did sure. you think? Did you think that um, Nina was like she was trying to keep the peace? But do you think she's going to do anything? to make sure that Valentine
1: doesn't take sole custody of of Charlotte? I think so, because she really loves Charlotte. And I think her eyes are wide open right now. And she can see the sadness in Lulu's eyes as a mom trying to protect her. So I think she relates to Lulu on a mom level. Because I've never heard her say, like, Lulu sound upset or Lulu sound like this. And Valentine not caring. And I think that pushes Nina even further into her court.
0: I hope that fits in to her vengeance plan because we have the relationship covered she has the the plot covered with Sasha with the evidence from Obrecht and Charlotte is what's left if we're gonna take everything from him and then there's also the business like if we're gonna like get Valentine once and for all it feels like stripping him of like basically everything which is the only way villains get redeemed is when they kind of lose everything
1: oh that's really good I do hope that Nina gets stronger and is able to do all of that but I don't know. I I, don't, I know it's weird because, it's
0: like, like you said, he sees all kids as adults and he obviously has a fondness for Charlotte. It's his daughter. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of questioning this idea. What if it's not hers? Like if we're going to if we're here in a place where we're going to, like, take away his inheritance and all these things, like, I don't know. Is it his daughter? The confusion of her conception, I feel, is enough to be like, maybe it's not yours. So much I know, of stuff me? was circulating. <laughs> from I don't know how many players. <laughs> Whose kid is it? So
1: sweetly put.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh! So this takes me to the conversation with Obrecht and Nina. And, okay, so there's this idea that when you're protecting somebody from something, it's because you think they can handle it or they're too weak to do that. Yeah. And that is what I had in mind when Nina was talking to Obrecht because I felt like, it was a little insulting. You know what I mean? Like, because she's, is trying to ask for the truth. And yeah. I feel like Obrecht's non-answer before her real answer confirms the truth. So 100%. what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh, when she's telling Nina, wouldn't you rather live in ignorance? Like, what does that say about I Nina know. and how much you know her? This girl is, is telling you to your face, this is what I want. And you're still questioning what you think is best for her. So I do, I do feel a little bit bad for Nina because clearly everybody thinks that you're, you're kind of ready to just take whatever, that you're this desperate. And I get it. She wants a daughter so much. But I think Nina's a big girl. And I think if she wants a relationship and a continued one with Charlotte, Lulu would be more than happy because they did have a bond before. They yes. did bond before when like Valentine, she was like on the fence with Valentine, and Nina and, and Lulu were there for Charlotte. And there's something I didn't remember. so like sorry, um, so Valentine could be in tar- sorry, in trouble um, in- legally regarding fraud when Nina mm-hmm. exposes him. And I also oh, right. didn't realize that Nicholas was kind of a fugitive for faking his death the first time. Me, neither) <laughs> So I don't know if, like, all the Cassidines are going to end up in jail and, like, Spencer's just going to be running the castle and kicking Charlotte out.
1: <laughs> it's, like, it just, <laughs> well, it makes me wonder, like, Hayden, I know she's not here, but, like, Hayden is still technically married to Nicholas. So what does that mean for Hayden? And, and like, does it actually go to Nicholas and Spencer? You know what? Like, her, her, her questioning the will to Molly. You remember a
0: long time ago, Molly was supposed yes. to write a story, and she asked them about, like, who, like, because how Helena is not a real Casadine. She married into the Castanines, as did she. Right. So I don't really know the story behind her contract, why they're telling the story the way that they're telling it, um, mm. because she seems to be sad to have left, and everybody signs a contract there, so if, if you kind of plan for her to go, it means you're choosing to tell the story in this way. And I don't know, the way it's going so far, I just feel like it's making less and less sense for Hayden not to be here.
1: Like there is a place agree. for her. I agree. But yeah, because if Nicholas so, yeah. goes to jail, if Valentine goes to jail, who's in love? I mean, yes, there's Spencer, but is he not? He's not eighteen or twenty-one or whatever the American age is.
0: Well, um, I think Laura. Obviously, he has Laura because she's the one right, who's legally right. responsible for him at this point. Oh, oh my gosh! Imagine like Lulu moves in. <laughs> <gasps>
1: And Rocco finally gets a castle. Yeah.
0: He gets to be a little prince as well. So, I mean, look, there's so much that can happen there, but I kind of hate that, like, Hayden appears to be out of the picture. I know. Same. Anyways. So, Franco's back. He had the surgery, like, last Monday. And then Monday of this week, his eyes flickered. (laughs) Finally! had some movement. Yeah, we had some movement on this storyline. So, okay... (laughs) super happy that franco's back because his character is just awesome and obviously it's the actor too that brings like the comedy to to franco and he's such a unique character i mean look it's franco don't you think he appreciates honesty because he's trying to ask how long i've been out and cam was the only one to give him the direct answer
1: and i like what cameron said too like he's gonna find out he's gonna look at a calendar he's gonna look at his phone he's gonna ask a nurse like how much can you keep him in the dark and honestly franco probably had one of my favorite lines this week he's like I'm kind of like a fundamentally immature person delayed gratification is hard for me
0: <laughs> I know exactly so I'm like <laughs> just tell the guy but I love all of his I get the vibe you're not telling me something and I'm just like <laughs> wow you know what Franco is back what the hell is he gonna think about what I happened know. that he you know to I mean?
1: with him like I can't wait to see his reactions because <laughs>
0: like I mean like I didn't really think about it. You know what I mean? Like it was sort of like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, we can casually mention it. You know, he'll come to terms with what happened. But now <laughs> he's back and all of his essence is back. And it's really nice. I'm like, I really hope that they allow for this. I'm, like, I want it to be good. I want it to be so good. <laughs> I want all the details. I want it slowed down. I want every bit of Franco's reaction to what happened to him while he was Drew. Because no oh. one can react like Franco. And so do not disappoint on that front. Because that's huge.
1: Right. I was like, I felt the same way. I'm like, please do not gloss this over. Rush over the situation. Like, he is GH gold. I mean, there are many. But exactly what you said. I want to <gasps> piece by piece what happens and his reactions.
0: I just thought of something. Because the guy has no idea that this happened. I noticed that he felt so overwhelmed by having people in his life to fight for him and that he yeah. took the time to make a one-way vow to Elizabeth to make up for, you know, repaying her for being so devoted to him. Given that he feels that way, how heartbroken will he feel that he did what he did?
1: I you know. You I mean? That, that's what I want to see. I want to see all the parts. Like, he's going to be so blown away. Like, yeah, I, I just, I to rough. see it. That's mm-hmm. going
0: to be so, so, so rough. And, okay, so I'm just, like, call Scott. I think he'd like to know that like one of his children <laughs> yeah. isn't dead. Um, yes. And so another thing too, like the whole Peter thing, they're still teasing this and I'm just laughing. Like his interactions with Anna, I'm just like, man, holiday's going to be so awkward because it's like, they're talking in code. It's like, he knows she suspects something. She knows <laughs> he's lying. And then he's like, and then when Peter gets called into Franco, he's like, Oh, that thing stopping the gunman. I'm like, once again, what is happening here? What was the motive of attacking, um, of attacking the gunman? Because, like, did you psychically know that Franco would be Franco? Right? It's weird, and I know we kind of suspected it was like, a, um, like his conscience got the best of him, and maybe that's the explanation, but I guess it's not super obvious to me of what's going on with him. But he makes himself look real guilty when he runs to the elevator and Anna and Finn catch him going like, oh, it's like a prayer has been answered.
1: Yeah that part was weird like Peter's scenes and exactly what you said I'm not sure how it's all going to interweave together and what it all means for Maxie the part that stood out to me though and I found kind of funny because I'm kind of like eye-rolling every time I see Peter now Mm -hmm. is that you know Dr. Maddox said thank you for saving me and Peter's words came out like you're welcome but his face wasn't like happy but his words were supposed to be happy so I just thought it was funny that his face words were not connecting whatsoever
0: and I think it's amazing to do
1: to be able to like act that and show that
0: because that's the thing he's unraveling and his mm-hmm. true intentions are, are are becoming more and more obvious i was i don't know were you surprised that Anna was honest with Finn
1: about Peter? I was because she tends to sugarcoat things and and not be 100% honest or or likes to keep her secrets I think more so but I think with everything that happened with Hayden um, she needs to start being more honest with him and that just showed that maybe the relationship is going to be stronger than we think
0: that's what I was thinking so I I felt like that was such a shift for her that she's like I kind of maybe need to recommit to this whole thing
1: with him well yes the first time I saw her so self-aware yeah
0: I think so too So in that room with Peter and Franco, that was the moment I feel like Franco will be Peter's downfall. Like, I think he'll for sure probably have, like, a flash, like a memory flash of something. So Peter might not just be out of the woods in the way that he thinks, but maybe for just a short period of time, he'll stop doing dumb stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay, so... Also, lurking at the hospital for no apparent reason is Jax and Carly. (laughs) Well, maybe for Lucas, but still. Oh, (laughs) I forgot about that. Like, everyone's always just lurking there. Like, are you all diseased? Like, all the time, I know. I totally forgot.
1: I forgot. Right out of mind, my friend.
0: So yeah, they got busted. Jason caught them, and then Sunny caught Jason catching them.
1: Right? Okay, <laughs> so much <but when> catching. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that scene, though, because you know, like when I'm with like you and Rye, and like somebody texts me, I'm like, "Who's texting me?" So when Carly and Jason were talking, and Sunny calls somebody else, and Carly's in trouble, I'm like, "Who the heck is he calling?" Oh,
0: I know what you mean. Like, who else <laughs> do I know? Um, I thought that too, uh, but you know who I think it is? I think it's Brick. He has his own Spinelli. Like, he's annoyed by Spinelli, so he has his own.
1: Right. True. Mm. I don't
0: know how he thinks he's going to help Carly. And it's amazing. I I feel like, (laughs) and I think there's a huge growth of Carly because she tries not to lean on them. And she does try to not dump everything on Jason. And it's really funny watching Jason beg after her. And I noticed that since they got back. Like, things have shifted so much. And it's it's so funny because I feel like, of course, they always have this bond and friendship, but you're really seeing it being so reciprocal on Jason's end, and I think it makes sense. He missed so much of his life, and he doesn't want to take it for granted, and I think he misses all the years of, like, not getting to go toe-to-toe <laughs> and back and forth with with Carly in that way, but I have to appreciate, because I know sometimes there's scenes where we're like, oh, look at this summary of everything, and I mean, at first, I may have thought that with the Jason and Sunny scene at the house, but then... I had a second thought and I was like, "Oh, this is really interesting because a lot's been going on for Sunny and Carly, and watching him talk about it with Jason is is watching the bigger picture being put together because up until this point I wasn't sure how much Sunny knew. How really he was aware. Yeah, so it was really interesting watching that process of understanding how very aware Sunny is about mm-hmm. Carly and what she's doing that she is starting fights. And there was something else there. There was, um, oh, yeah, his interpretation of the fact that Jason didn't know what she was up to. So I thought that was, like, um, I guess way more interesting. Because at first I was like, oh, I'm, you know, this is a summary of everything that happened. But I realized it was, like, a lot more than that.
1: What was his uh, interpretation? Can you remind me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that it's bad. I forget what it was Okay, I, I did pick up on that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that it's like bigger trouble that she didn't even go to Jason, that it's bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, but I also enjoyed, I also liked the way, because I mean, look, Jason has a way of, of um, being a soundboard for people and asking really pointed questions that get to the core of things. So I like the fact that, you know, he had a moment with Jason and Jason kind of just asked him, like, just put yourself in Mike's shoes. Like, it's as simple as that what yeah. would you want so i did appreciate um their scenes this week and but then what did also- sunny do Oh yeah, what did Sunny do? Dun- Sunny basically asked that to Michael. <laughs> he just, he just I, mean, like, oh, I was like, this <laughs> advice just took a turn because <laughs> it was meant to be something for you to reflect on, and then he basically dumped the whole thing on Michael. He's like, well, that's what I've been asking myself, Michael. Why can't you put this answer for me? So I thought that interaction was hilarious. because it's basically just a generational loop. You know, what do I do for Mike? What is <laughs> what does Michael do for me? What do I want? So I mean, it's a lot of back and and I think that you might be right about this whole medical trial that it's a a way of kind of him having to come to terms with do I push this extra
1: mile or do I accept what's right in front of me exactly but there were some light and funny things that also happened at the metro court loved
0: it it was really unexpected and so it looks like they didn't forget about deception I was very impressed with
1: Sasha Um, oh my god right
0: uh uh-huh like she could not be a better match for Michael. Like I think they really outdone themselves with all the crap they've thrown at Michael and <laughs> like the, the you know, and I and I, I love that they've they've called it out, you know? He tends to pick like a damsel in distress kind of a kind of a woman and he's never really had somebody who like doesn't need him to fix fifty things.
1: Exactly. That can just stand on her own. And I loved when she started negotiating and saying like Michael is my agent. Yes, yes. But you know
0: what I love even more was what? when uh, Lucy called him baby face shark. <laughs> oh my God, I put that as my favorite, favorite line for the episode. <laughs> I beat you. I beat you to it. That's my favorite line <laughs> for the week. I'm just telling everybody I said it first.
1: <laughs> but that's
0: sort of why. But that kind of goes back to my desire to have like Ned kick him out because like you're a baby you might be really good at what you do but I just feel like you're so young you have so many years of going back and forth as owner and it's your turn to lose it because every quarter main has lost it no has as CEO and then like was was like overturned by like a bunch of people if Michael wants to be a real quarter main, you need to be voted out at some point
1: one hundred percent, and I agree. And I'm thinking about now that you're saying this, the conversation we had last week, where you know exactly that the quarter mains are back. There's going to be a battle. Michael needs a break, but we kind of, I think, got a clue that he might be involved in this whole deception, which is far less work than um the quarter meet ma- what, what is his job? He's <laughs> CEO. <laughs> He's like all the job. He's like the job. He's like the He's company. Like the job. Right? So now he gets to be involved in this like super cute startup, help his girlfriend, help them out. So even though he'll be working, because I can't see him taking a full on break, he'll be able to just be in this creative, different, fun world and still do be Michael, be this grown up Michael, but just in a fun way. Like this (laughs) is Michael being fun.
0: Yeah, this is the you extent I mean? of his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but but this is exactly what I was talking about. I don't think I said it as well the week before. But like bring back the businesses, this is what I mean. I like the you know what I mean, like the rivalries yes. between like the companies that have existed so long ago, like bringing back deception and all the cues and all that stuff. So like I'm super excited for that. Real fast, I just mm-hmm. have a question. So like Willow's sad, we get that, and I don't really know what that's going to mean for her, baby yeah. wise. But did you understand, because remember when Chase was asking her, why are you worried? And then he asked, is it Nell? Why would she be worried about Nell? She said no, but I'm just wondering why would she be worried about Nell?
1: I'm confused too, because he said that she, maybe the backstory and if she does get released and she's obsessed with Chase, that's the only thing I could think of.
0: Oh, he's so cute, but she's more obsessed with Michael. <laughs> yeah (laughs) she's not coming for willow she's coming for Sasha exactly (laughs) sorry to break it to you (laughs) he's like ladies like me me." (laughs) they do Chase they do but this one's about Michael I'm sorry it's about your BFF yeah totally so that's it for this week and I guess we'll be talking to you soon after Friday's episode chat soon lady bye bye